Greetings, humans. This is Danger of Danger and Ellie, uh, the professional humans, bringing you our latest episode. Uh, we just wanted another brief introduction to introduce you to our latest guest, Anthony Angaro of Break the Twitch. He is a um, he's local to Minneapolis and St. Paul. He is an entrepreneur, minimalist, and a video guy. So uh, check out his YouTube page, uh, Break Break the Twitch. I don't know if page is the right word for that. But anyway, I'll go with it. Um, and so without further ado, here's our interview with Anthony Angaro from Break the Twitch. Three, two, one, go. What are was, we? What was that? Are we recording this? Yes. No. Yes, that is a statement of fact. Hi, Anthony. Hello. Hi, Josh. Hi, Anthony. Hi, Ellie. Hi. I wasn't calling you Anthony, by the way. Let the listeners reflect. Are you sure? Yep. Because <laughs> that's Anthony. I know. I was looking directly <laughs> at him when I said that. Okay. We're here today with Anthony Ungaro. Uh, Anthony, you are a local entrepreneur, um, a writer, and a self-proclaimed minimalist. Your um, that is all in the umbrella under the umbrella. <laughs> it's on top of the umbrella. Uh, called is the umbrella. Break the Twitch, right? Yes. Can you t- uh, tell us a little bit about when you started that and and how you got into it and how you embarked on Break the Twitch? Absolutely. Well, thank you for having me here. I'm, you know, I'm excited to to have this conversation with you and and. For Break the Twitch, it really started when I went to an event called Simple Rev, mm-hmm. and it was in 2015. Simple Rev? Yes. Um, nice. Actually, you know what? It was it was the 2014 event when we went, and it was towards the end of that year, and it really kind of gave a name and a high-level topic of interest, basically, that I'd been thinking about for quite a while. Mm-hmm. I'd always been interested in maybe what you might call intentional living. Yeah. But all of a sudden, minimalism became a play. So for me, what my life had looked like for the previous four years was a lot like impulsively buying stuff on Amazon a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Never heard of it. Right? <laughs> Never heard of that before. Wasn't even doing it earlier today. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a pretty common thing. Uh, in fact, what did it for me was pulling four years of my history, I, I had to export an Excel document and exporting the history. And I'd bought like 350 things over four years. And the graph, if you can imagine, it was a long tail in that all of the items were like cheap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, was, it was all 20 to 50 bucks, mm-hmm. but it added up to a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So I looked at that and all those times that I had to skip opportunities to go visit my family, mm-hmm. go on trips with friends, the times I had to turn down things that I really wanted to do that aligned with this life that I thought was ideal, mm-hmm. all kind of came into just this punch in the face moment where I was looking at that sheet. It's like, there it is. It's right there. There's all my money. There's all my money. And wh- what is all this stuff? Yeah. What was it? Oh, man. Was it even stuff you had anymore? I don't even know. That's <laughs> that's the really horrible thing. Yeah. I think there was a $20 remote control helicopter in there somewhere. And you know you need that. That you crashed the first time? Oh, yeah. Yeah. For sure. Books. Lots of books. Mm-hmm. This whole idea, I would, I know that, you know, within me, I love learning. I love kind of 
learning about different things and growing and I have a lot of interests. So as soon as I get interested in something, mm -hmm. I immediately buy a book about it and then I'll read a quarter of it and then it would sit on the shelf for the rest <laughs> of my life. Yeah. And so... Did you buy paper, like physical books or, did, yes. or Kindle books? I bought paper books. Okay. And I still do. Okay. When I read, I, I, I read paper books. Okay. I highly prefer it. I tried Kindle. You know they don't have lights in them, right? Yeah. I know. <laughs> you can't read them in the and dark. That's my that's my biggest issue with to, the books. You don't need to push Kindles. <laughs> I'm not pushing Kindle. Although I'm just if saying you papers buy one, don't there'll be a link on this episode. I'm just saying mm. paper books don't have lights. <laughs> it is true. One must bring their own light. Yes. And I don't know, just Kindles just don't work for me. For, for some reason, yeah. I I have to be holding it and flipping the page and it, it allows me to in my brain kind of I don't have a great memory, mm -hmm. honestly. And so in order to really feel like I'm moving through the information and feeling like I know where I am in the book, mm -hmm. I, I have to I have to actually feel. Yeah, you really don't have any sense of place with a Kindle. I struggle with that too, where I end up not feeling committed to finishing it because it's just flat. Yes. You know what I mean? I don't feel like, oh, I got this chunk left. They, there's no chunk. Yeah, there's no tree to run to as my friend says right you know you have that thing and mm -hmm. it's like okay you just have through. flat so yeah i get it yeah so it was a lot of books yeah. it was a lot of things like that 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 i'd want to learn about or do things that looked mm -hmm. funny and then i guess i have a lot of different interests so i've done audio in the past and i'm really into video now and mm -hmm. so i've been just working on learning as much as i can about producing video and film and and uh that just comes with things mm -hmm. filters for your camera mm -hmm. and just there's never not something yeah, that we you can get. We struggle with it for this podcast. Like how much Josh is struggles too much with stuff. It. I don't. Yeah. I struggle with it. <laughs> I can I I feel you. Yeah. Because <laughs> I don't wanna I don't wanna sound not I wanna sound uh high quality. I'll leave it there. Fair. I totally get you. Thank you. <laughs> I completely understand. There's just a continual chase of wanting to make it great and feel good and mm -hmm. feel good what you're putting out. So yeah. I get it. That's true. He always wants a new mixing board. Hmm. So you had this moment where you realized how much money you had spent. You didn't feel like you had anything to show for it. Was it a, an immediate transformation, like a cold turkey delete my Amazon account? Or was it a, was it a taper? How did you, what happened next? There was a cleanse. Okay. It was a it was a ninety day. You may not touch Amazon. Oh, um, that's and, a good idea. And it it really helped a lot, uh -huh. especially initially. And this is where the idea of the Twitch re break the Twitch came along. So what I realized is that one click purchase button was more of just a, a muscle memory Twitch yeah. than than an intentional. Huh? Do I want this? Should I purchase it? It's a good use of my money. Mm -hmm. It just happened. Yep. Mm -hmm. and they make it so easy. Yeah. Especially with the button. One click. Yeah. Yes. It one click is as just so you know, more than one click. Yes. There, it's it's a lie. There's two, three clicks. What are the clicks? You hit one click and then you have to confirm. Oh. Do you do you confirm through that same button? Mm. -mm. So you only click that one. That's two clicks. I'm just saying it's not one click. No, no, that's it's, fair. it's low, but yeah. it's not one. Yeah, the, it, it seems like 
capitalism or modern capitalism is built on reducing the effort it takes to lose our money. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. What do you feel about, um, like I get a lot of my monthly use things through Amazon. Like, did you, did you have that, that kind of thing if you used it? Like, um, you know, I get my soaps and stuff like that or whatever. Paper towels. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you were you able to update subscriptions or something like that during that time, or were you just I'm getting nothing from this place? It was really a time when my wife and I had just got our house, and and so it was just kind of me managing that through my account. I turned it all off mm-hmm. because I see the success that would come out of this as increasing the resistance required to spend money. Mm-hmm. And in order to do that, I had to put a bike ride or a, a car trip and parking and walking into Target. And yeah, you had to put friction as resistant, right? So yeah. intentional friction. It's it's yeah. adding hmm. the friction back into a process that is a little too easy. So analog shopping is what yeah. IRL IRL shopping. <laughs> IRL, like you have to go see humans and be in the world and interact with people, and it's deal with it's, long lines, right? yeah. all that stuff, mm-hmm. and really yes. think about it how mm-hmm. badly you need it. It gives you that chance to think. Do I want it bad enough to put on my shoes and drive to Target, and yep. maybe or maybe go to multiple stores? Like if they don't want to get it. this thing, <laughs> and then I have to go to that store, and I want that thing, I have to go to that one. Mm-hmm. Do you remember when before we had Google Maps? we would go to a place and they'd just be like closed <laughs> or, <laughs> or there just wouldn't be there anymore. You had anymore. no idea. <laughs> yeah. It, you yeah. know, there's a different time. Oh, very different. But yeah. Yeah. I felt more adventurous then, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, this, this guy has an addiction to ways maps and doesn't go anywhere. Loves any, me some ways. Doesn't go anywhere, even if he knows where he's going without putting ways on to earn points. And no, it's not just points. to earn points. It's if I'm planning on going one way, but that's got a super bad traffic jam in it. I don't want to be in that. <laughs> so did, maybe now I want to because I can just, you know, collect some Pokemon while I'm sitting there. You know what I'm did saying? Did Google <laughs> buy ways? Yeah. yeah. Because Google A while back. I have to say I, I'm relating to Josh on this because I have a pretty bad sense of direction. Remember mm-hmm. I mentioned the memory thing. Yeah. And um so in terms of that, it's not great. Okay. So I just plug it in every time. If I used to, I, I live in Southeast Minneapolis and I drove to Eden Prairie for, for a contract I was doing. Eden Prairie is a different story. Nobody knows their way around Eden Prairie. I know people who, who did, but really? I thought they were weird, like some kind of mutant. <laughs> you know, so like I would plug it into Google Maps every time and it would take mm-hmm. me one of three ways every day because the traffic would be better or worse. So I get it. Mm -hmm. We use technology to aid our lives, and Mm -hmm. in theory, we should have more time and energy than ever. But we don't. But we don't. We don't. Why is that? But you also get points. You get points, and you get to unlock different voices, none Mm -hmm. of which are helpful. What are the voices? Sorry, what are the voices? I don't know. Okay, so the points don't unlock the voices, but sometimes there's Stephen Colbert voice and then or Arnold Schwarzenegger um, or like there was a C3PO voice for a little while which got turned off because you know sorry Anthony Daniels but that's kind of annoying and then but yeah Arnold Schwarzenegger was 
or if a new movie comes out, one of the actors will record. But here's the thing with the voices. When you use just the regular robot, it says, um, it'll say, it'll try to read the sign, you know? So it'll, uh, (laughs) I'm laughing because there's this really, really long freeway sign in Baltimore and I go there all the time and it tries to read the whole sign and it's like, um, already into the next direction by the time it finishes the last, re- like reading the last sign. Awesome. But they don't have, they don't record all of that in, that's just a, like a robot reading the the data out of a thing. Like turn it, left its best. now. But when they record Stephen Colbert, it's turn right. And you're like, where though? Wait, uh, this here? Or the next right? Whatever. So it's actually helpful to use the standard I one know. that's reading the signs and the exit names. I know you're not still a baby wazer, but just to let you know, that that level of direction is is it something you can configure no matter what I'm, voice you're listening to. I'm still a baby wazer because Waze deleted oh, my okay. data. And all my friends. And I had to start over. Okay. It's another reason I don't like Sorry. it. Sorry. And Sorry to let's get back on. Wound. Let's get back on topic. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So. So you changed shopping behaviors, but it seems like that turned into other behaviors in your life. How quickly and in what ways did it spread into the rest of your life? Yeah. So it it really started out with the the ban of Amazon and yeah. just completely going mm-hmm. clean cold turkey on that and. From there, like six months later, we went to this event called Simple Rev, which isn't the, the global event. Simple Rev isn't really happening anymore. It's a bunch of local meetups all over the okay. place, okay. and which are great monthly meetups. But this was the annual meetup, and I met people like Joshua Becker of mm-hmm. BecomingMinimalist.com and um, my friend Joel Zaslowski, who, um, who runs uh, a website as well and does a great podcast. And... And he kind of introduced me to these concepts and put a name to... This movement. Yes, exactly. So all of a sudden, I knew that I didn't want to be buying stuff and piling up boxes and having stuff. It's like Christmas every day at the Mm -hmm. house. And there was a name for it. And so then I began to kind of understand and embrace this idea. And so my wife and I went to that event, met all these great people, and it just was bam. From there, it started Mm -hmm. and that was the movement of when i started break the twitch Mm -hmm. having realized all that stuff Mm -hmm. and that was when we played min's game which is where you declutter one item on the first day of the month two items on the second three on the third and you just keep going you get rid of about 500 things on a 30-day month really effective Mm -hmm. i don't think we well yeah we have that many things to get rid of oh sure easily yeah i mean we it's not like you go, okay, all of your books, that's one thing. It's like a book is one thing. Oh, right. Business card. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. But you also want to try to best the other person that you're playing. With. Oh, because it's it is a, a challenge. competition. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's a game, you know, where you're like, oh, wow, that was a good thing to get rid of. Do you get extra points for bigger things? I don't think so. I don't think oh. so either. Street, you get glory. street cred, maybe. Glory. <laughs> yeah. Man, we have some street cred after this year. Okay, so um, we went... This is is part three in a series. It's probably... There's going to be a thousand parts to this series, but it's called Cut the Crap. 
And we went through this process of getting rid of about 85% of our stuff. That's not a scientific number, but it feels like 85% of our stuff. It's probably more than 85%. Really? I mean, like... It was a lot of crap. It was a lot of stuff. Just a lot. (laughs) Um, And we wanted to talk to you to get your perspective about it and what else we should be thinking of and how we can kind of level up from here because we've gone through the process of moving from... Uh, 1300 square foot just the finished living area three bedroom house with then a basement that's the footprint of the house filled with crap and the garage filled with crap and the yard whatever it it makes it sound like we were hoarders and we didn't look like hoarders at all you would Mm -hmm. walk into our home and people would go oh this is really you guys don't because have that much stuff. Really we're tidy. like, well, don't go to the basement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just don't go to the basement. It, it was tidy, you know? It didn't look... You didn't have to, like, trip over stuff to walk through the house. And even so, we had so many things. So you can, like, mask it, and then you just start pulling things out of shelves and cupboards and closets, and you realize just how much stuff it is, and then the basement is just a fucking disaster. Just awful. The worst. Now we don't have one. We don't have a basement at all. And it's amazing. And we feel all of this weight lifted. And even so, it's been, what, three months? Yeah. Yeah, almost that. three months. And I look around and we're go. well, okay, those dishes are out because our cupboard fell off the wall. Usually they're oh. inside the cupboard. Yeah. We don't normally showcase our dishes. <laughs> on the I thought it was nice. On yeah. the top of the counter. That's, that does, that's usually just uh, empty. Counter. But we're looking around now and going, oh, man, we got to get rid of some stuff. Like that pile over there is donates. We always have a pile of donates going now. Mm-hmm. We, we do too. We, we have the grocery bag, the, mm-hmm. the paper bag that just is yeah. there behind the it, couch. It becomes a lifestyle. We think of it. Yep. Mm-hmm. It just goes. Yeah. And like I, I think it's funny because I was just today, I was like, I don't think I'm going to make another Amazon order for like a long time. And just not do that. And because I think I've got, like, with this order that I placed today, I think I've got enough, like, I've gotten all the things that I need. You have enough soap? I have enough soap, finally. Because <laughs> I've, I've been putting it off because I had no idea what, like, summer would be like with Garrett here and that sort of thing. Like, would I financially need to not get this? Because it's, you know, more expensive stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's what I prefer using. Um, so I got that and then a bunch of like vitamins and stuff that I'd been putting off and trying to find locally, but they just don't have it. We've been, Um, we've been trying to replace things, I think, since mm -hmm. we moved here of, um, cheap, cheap crap that we, that we had that because we would buy more things, we would buy cheaper things. And now we're just trying to get fewer things but get the stuff we really want. Yes, and s- less but better. And it's, swap yeah. out. Absolutely. Yeah. And things I, that last, things that yeah. I'm with you. I've cherished. always admired that when people did it. I was like, man, you don't have a lot of things, but everything you have is like awesome. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I've, I've really wanted to be more like that. And I just never thought I could do it. And then I see like so many people and like we're really big fans of the minimalists. And, um, just seeing, oh yeah, definitely just seeing what they're able to do. And they were like, we could live like this as baristas (laughs) Yep. (laughs) and, um, just kind of 
freeing up my mindset of like, this is possible. It's mm-hmm. a, it's an, an attainable goal. It is. I'm, I mean, I can say that I'm proof of that. My wife and I are proof of that. And we're unlikely examples. I worked for a nonprofit. She worked in corporate finance, but in 2014, she um, quit her job, took a sabbatical. And in February, I left my job of three years and we're just kind of working on building the website and freelancing Mm -hmm. and taking Mm -hmm. risks that we literally could never have taken had we not started creating the space to do it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's real and you can do it. Do you work uh, directly with people or do you, are you more focused on producing content? Like, are you a coach for people or? You know, I, I don't really do coaching. Mm -hmm. I'm definitely, I'm kind of a timid extrovert. Okay. Oh, sure. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So I love being around people and I'm definitely a cheerleader. Mm-hmm. I love just kind of energizing people and just getting people excited about their potential. But I don't do coaching. Okay. Mm. I just like talking to people. Right. Sure. And and so I don't really do that. But yeah, I guess I, I would say break the Twitch, my, my site, blog, and, and I, I make YouTube videos too. So yeah. that's what I've, I've been really into recently. And I do that primarily from my computer and home and studio. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It seems like there's a couple of, of kind of distinct movements as, uh, you know, it starts with minimalism and then sort of splinters off into specializations. And w- what I'm seeing is that there's a spectrum and, and on one side of it, it's more material minimalism. So I don't have very many things and the few things that I have bring me joy and are quality things. And the other is more, is less about what you own and more about how you are. And, and it's um, more frequently called lifestyle minimalism. And I, I'm seeing your um, Break the Twitch as being somewhere in the middle of that, where mm-hmm. it's more, you're calling it intentional, what did you say? It's really under the umbrella or over yeah. the umbrella. It's on the spectrum. It's, it's yeah. on the spectrum. Or over. Uh, of, uh, of, intentional living it's it's yeah. it's choosing mm-hmm. to align your life with your values yeah and trying to do that every day for for break the twitch i've come up finally with this sort of bucket system that that makes sense to me and it all started with okay break the twitch is about reducing distractions and decluttering your life mm-hmm. wait a minute you have to fill in the space with something important that's what it's all about Right. right. You create the space for the good to come in. And so, okay. So you need to build habits. You need to minimize the distractions. Mm-hmm. Okay. You have to build good habits. And then that just didn't feel complete to me. What I realized is, is the third thing is, is you would then have to create opportunities to, mm-hmm. to level up. But you kind of said it earlier, you can get rid of stuff, but then it's what you do with that space. It's how you utilize it. It's, it's what you allow to come into your life. Mm-hmm with that newly found space and energy that, that you can really make the biggest difference. Mm -hmm. Even like travel hacking. If you have a Mm -hmm. little more time and energy to look into certain things, you can travel really cheap and it's just not something you probably could do if you weren't thinking about that stuff. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of the create opportunities bucket. Start a blog, start a podcast, start creating something that allows you to connect with people. That's what I just think is the greatest. Mm-hmm. What we're doing right now, I, I wouldn't have been able to meet you guys had we not had this platform right. with which to, to do it. Yeah. Well, it's it's interesting because I, what I'm feeling uh, a few months in is, you know, 
we had this this um, this list of stuff to do. We have all of these things to get rid of, this thing to purge, and we got through that. We got through all these different milestones of it. I'm a, a project manager in my heart, so of course we had uh, you know a Trello board about our our whole process, and we got through it. We got you know accomplished all of our goals, but it isn't a it isn't a destination. I think that's the thing that has been the most profound for yeah. us is that it's that you're not done. This is a practice. It's like yoga practice or whatever kind of a practice that you, that you put into your life where it's a, it's an ongoing thing. And, and what I'm finding is, uh, because I do have time, I don't, I, I don't have to carve out weekends to work in the basement or, you know, mm. take care of all of these things. Uh, I have time, but it, but that space fills back up really quickly and you have to guard it. And I think that is a hard thing to practice because just today I was like, oh, I'm going to join this group. Uh, it's called um, uh, Midwest Feminist Brain Trust. And I see this email and I'm like, I totally want to be in this group. That's amazing. And then I took some, I, I took a little time to think through uh, how am I going to have time to fit this into my life? What uh, What is going to be on my not to do list? If if mm-hmm. this is an opportunity that's important to me, what's going to be on my not to do list in order to make that happen? And that is really hard. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's incredible. In fact, I had that exact same experience. It's funny because I now view decluttering as the same. The light feeling you get from decluttering when you let go of that stuff finally is the same excitement and happiness you can feel when you buy something on Amazon and mm. get it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It to me those equate to the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's what you do with that item. If it's a camera, are you going out and shooting pictures with people? Are you connecting? Are you using it as a tool? Mm-hmm. Minimalism, are you using it as a tool to then create the space that really opens up the things you want to do and how you right. want to spend your time? Things that matter. Absolutely. And um I've been like really doing a lot because I, I'm the kind of person who like has a huge queue on Netflix, and I have a huge like save for later pile in Amazon, and I for like five years have never deleted anything off of that thing, and I went through like last weekend, and I was like, well, I don't, I'm never gonna need that, and then I. I think I spent like half an hour just deleting stuff out of that. You should add up the totals of the, of how much that stuff costs before you <laughs> delete it. Cause I do that too. Instead of buying something, I'll hit save for later. And then I go back mm-hmm. in and I'm like, don't need it. Glad yeah. I didn't buy it. I had never done that in the, however many years I've shopped on Amazon. Wow. I've, I've kept it all like, Oh, maybe I'll get that. Someday. I'm super interested in this thing I yeah. wanted five and years ago. I was like, what no (laughs) yeah so i thought that was and that was freeing like letting go of that just that thing that was in a digital list that has had no no touch point on my life other than i wanted it at some point was also like it it, i felt lighter after doing it it was insane yeah (laughs) i believe it yeah can we talk about transportation? Because this is a topic that keeps coming up, just particularly for me this week. I don't mm-hmm. know if it was just... Um, I paid attention to it because I knew this conversation was coming, but uh, several people in my sphere ha- were talking about how many cars do we really need and what kind of how are we going to like 
transport ourselves and, and save costs. Do you, have you and your wife gone through like getting to one car or getting to no cars or any of that? So we, I've never been, uh, I think cars are nice uh, and I like nice cars, but I've never been a person who has felt the need to pursue a nice car. My mm-hmm. last car was a, a 1994 Toyota Tercel. Mm-hmm. And it it was nice. They don't even make Tercels anymore. No, not for a long time. <laughs> it's a collector's item. It was a four-speed manual. Nice. Oh, wow. Yeah, with not even power steering. So it was very practical in nature. It was mm-hmm. when I was doing like this weird e-commerce headlight startup thing, and we just needed a car. Yeah. And I ended up with it. So <laughs> when we were both living downtown... Um, I was walking to work at Wells Fargo mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. my car ended up sitting in our parking lot, which I was paying $75 a month for insurance and $75 a month for parking. Mm-hmm. It was co- literally collecting dust. Mm-hmm. At one point I hadn't used it for three weeks mm-hmm. and I just said, eh, let's see. Let's just get rid of it. And that was uh, almost five years ago. Mm-hmm. So it, it was long before this movement. And then I went to go work for Nice Ride, the Twin Cities bike sharing oh, program. Yeah. So I was a marketing director there for three years. Cool. It was great. And I went into the interview and, and after I got hired and all that stuff, I said, you know, it was five miles. So it was, it was a bit of a trek from downtown to Nice Ride. Mm-hmm. And I, I said to the executive director, you know, I'm thinking about, you know, I might have to get a car for this. And he looked at me, he was like, what? <laughs> this is a bike sharing <laughs> company. You, no, you're not going to buy a car, you know, for this job. And so I started biking to work. And then we moved down to Southeast, which was two miles from there. So that continued our chain of not needing a second car. Mm-hmm. And now we both are freelancers and website operators and mm-hmm. different mm-hmm. things. And, and so we just have the one car still. Mm-hmm. So that was by design. Yep. We chose to live in the city. We're right on a bus route. Mm-hmm. We have car to go. We have Lyft, Uber. Yep. So many feet. options. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. And feet. Your feet. <laughs> yes. Bike yeah. pedals. Yeah. We've been really intentional about um, having our day-to-day life fit into a five-mile radius. We both work downtown. The ki- like We moved specifically to this spot to get to be within a few blocks of the kids' schools. Mm-hmm. We're on the bus route. Like we, we really planned all of that out and um, bike a lot, but have one car. And we had two cars for a while. We only, I think we only had two cars for about a year, year and a half. We had yeah. bought this, bought this, I just said boughten. Boughten, oh I like God. it. We'll we had bought a miniature van. Uh, and it was fine, but more than anything, it felt like a burden. Mm-hmm. We were always trying to figure out if it was a snow day and if it would start, we should go start the van and just drive it around so that it doesn't die in the wintertime, which Mm -hmm. just felt really, really stupid. It was cumbersome having, it was more cumbersome having two vehicles than it is like just figuring out who needs to bike or bus to work. And, and there are logistics that need to be figured out. Especially initially. Oh yeah. I, I, I want... Anyone listening who <laughs> wants to try to shift to this lifestyle, realize... Plan. Yeah. There's going to be a little um, resistance, that, that friction initially, mm-hmm. but you adapt. Humans are wonderful at adapting, and it just becomes <clears throat> natural how you get around. I'm yeah. sure... Have you had that experience? Oh, yeah. For yeah. sure. We have car... We got a car to go um, accounts. I don't think we've even used it since last winter, though. Yeah. I've, I've used mine um, not since we moved down here. 
because yeah. we're we're just a shade out of the Cartago radius. Like you have to walk a few blocks to get there, and that's not that bad. But I just haven't had to use it. Um, and then we um, default to bikes. That's great. Yeah, I I mean, before Ellie and I met, I would just and while we knew each other, I would just bike everywhere mm-hmm. basically, unless I had my son with me. I was on a bike, and most of the time when I had my son with me, I was on a bike because mm-hmm. um, some friends let let me use their tandem. So do you bike in um, the winter too? I did for maybe two seasons. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I stopped. Yeah. It was... It's be- not as fun as it sounds. Yeah. <laughs> I really toughed it out. I got ski goggles, uh-huh. and I did mm-hmm. all that stuff, and I realized that I got to a point where I said, this is miserable. I don't like this. Mm-hmm. And biking is joyful to me. It's something I enjoy doing. Yeah. And this is ruining it. Yeah. And so I stopped. I do it a little bit. I did it um, the last couple of years. Not n- not a ton. I can't right. call myself a hardcore winter biker, but I I got a you know winter beater bike that I don't care if it gets all salted and mm-hmm. rusted out. I got the goggles, all the wool, and um, I like it. But what freaked me out about it is you're always riding in the dark because it's dark all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and so That's so it's it's kind of dangerous. But the route that we when we were in Northeast going from downtown to Northeast, the route was more was all streets. And some of them are narrow and just kind of just kind of scary. Um, but now are now that we've moved four of our six mile commute is on a trail that gets plowed. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm looking forward to what, how to do this winter definitely, and how that works. Cause I think I'll, I think I'll be better. Yeah. It's definitely a buzzword, but all of this stuff, especially around transportation, I think has a lot to do with lifestyle design. Sure. Yeah. And yeah. it's the small choices you make along the way, like where to live. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a big choice, where to live. Yeah. But, but it is a consideration. We put a lot of thought mm-hmm. into it. Yeah. And, and I think that's something that's skipped. How am I going to get around? Is this look, you know, oh, it's a beautiful house. It has it's seven big and bedrooms. It's cheap. And, and it's when, cheap. And, and it's yeah. like, wait, I'm 35 minutes from everything. Yeah. And some people like that. It's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if you want to design your life in a way that you don't need a second car payment, mm-hmm. you should probably consider something else. Yeah. So lifestyle design and creating that stuff. I mean, that's, it's just a little bit, a little bit, a little bit till finally you just, right. It just mm-hmm. but again, creates it's, this freedom. It's building life around your values. Like our values are, we don't want to be tied to a car. We don't want to pump a ton of, of gas money into that, that like, market basically absolutely Mm -hmm. Um, so for multiple reasons yeah yeah Yeah. so what else should we be thinking of and what should our listeners be thinking of the biggest things i think kind of as i mentioned before is the decluttering stuff is exciting it's scary at first then you get started and it's going and then you get ruthless and you get ruthless Mm -hmm. and it and it feels good it's almost like a a quick buzz you know you're getting rid of stuff you're dropping those bags off at at savers or wherever your preferred donation Uh center is and and honestly after that period once we had gone through men's game this this decluttering game a couple times we actually kind of fell into a really low point because that just buzz of of the excitement of decluttering just went away Mm -hmm. that's Mm -hmm. when i really realized okay 
you have to protect your time yep because things will just i was just on reddit more you know mm. what i mean like mm-hmm. i was mm-hmm. i just filled that time with other twitches sure so now it's pokemon right now it's pokemon i'm not i'm only level seven honestly so i'm oh, pretty i'm okay. i'm pretty low <laughs> so I, I haven't i haven't had it too bad my, my wife is definitely really into it too but um but i've been okay in terms of of it but in, and it's fun i think within you know certain areas it's, it's a ton of fun to, to do that stuff my kids voluntarily went on a three mile walk without complaining exactly i have no issues with pokemon exactly <laughs> and that's the thing I, I have this whole opinion about how it's like most apps aim to reduce the effort required to complete something mm-hmm. and and um it, pokemon is the opposite it's yeah. one of the first new startups or apps or anything that actually increases our motivation to go out and do something. It makes it harder to play the game than yeah. we actually have to. I didn't know. Uh, I, I was like, oh, what's this Pokemon crap? And I put it on and I'm like, what does it do? And Josh, because you have to get up and walk around. I was like, what? <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> and so I walked down the hallway. I'm like, that was, didn't do anything. I was trying to help her get Pikachu. Yeah. It didn't work. But I didn't get she, wasn't, she wasn't patient enough. I got Charmander. That's, that's pretty good. The only reason at this point my wife is playing is because she just wants a Pikachu. Oh, oh that's okay. fair. That's, that's legit. Yeah. She really wants one. And mm-hmm. I, I get it. Mm-hmm. The collector, you know, is... is yeah. Yeah. It doesn't so, take up any space. It <laughs> doesn't take up any space. It's all on your phone. Yeah. Yep. So uh, overall, I think it, it is really important that, you know, try this stuff. Realize that that it gets easier as you go. Mm-hmm. The great thing, I keep saying it, but the great thing about men's game is that you start small and it's really about a confidence mm-hmm. in your decision-making. And that takes some time to build when you haven't been doing it for a long time when it comes to what you own and what you don't own. Mm-hmm. Not in other areas of life because you can be really good at other areas, but mm-hmm. when you're deciding, is this me? Is this, d- does this belong to me and who I am and what I want to be in the future? Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard. Mm-hmm. And so just start slow, keep going and adapt to your style. But once you get to the point where you're feeling like, okay, this is going in the right direction. Mm-hmm. The, you just have to keep going. Just kind of, <laughs> it's yoga. Like you said, it's, yeah. it's a daily practice of how do I want to use this time that, that best aligns with where I want to go? Mm-hmm. What can I create today with this stuff? Yeah, no, that's, that's a powerful thing to think about like does this thing belong to the person who i want to be in the future that's great i think it was well i'm gonna horribly mess this up so i won't <laughs> quote it but but uh in order to become who i will be you have to let go of who you are now mm-hmm. um again that was butchered but <laughs> the concept i think came through is we get it is you let go of, of I think I said that are. on my tea bag once. Yes. That's a hundred percent where I'm sure. I Yogi would. tea. <laughs> yes. Um, that's where I, I get all my life quotes. Uh, but yeah, you know, and it, to me it makes sense. It's like, if you want to, if you're a hundred percent full, there's no room for a new thing or a new idea or new stuff to come in. And we have to create mm-hmm. that space. Mm-hmm. It sounds kind of frou-frou, but I think it's, it's real. No, it's real. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, I guess it it does sound a little bit new agey, but I mean it's seriously it's just it's just visualization. That's all. Mm-hmm. Funny story about the tea quotes. I, I collected them. I had a tin. It was a tea tin, 
And I, it was filled and it had years of tea quotes because I would get my tea. I drink tea every night before bed because I'm a little old lady. And I would put cut the, the coat off and put it in this tin and save them. And I was going to make an art project or some crap out of it. And I recycled it one day during our big purge. And Josh was like, where did your tea quotes go? But I, for me, I was never going to do that project. Right. Never. And it was a twitch for me. It was a process. I'm going to make my tea. I'm going to put my tea quote in the jar. Mm-hmm. And it was a little collection. And I and it was really hard. And I stood with the tin over the recycle bin for <laughs> a few minutes. Yeah. And then just that. threw it in. I was like, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> just threw it in. It feels like, and I was like all of that oh, time that, and energy is I didn't contained die. in that little box mm-hmm. yeah right the, the, the time and it's invested in, and there's the sunk cost it feels and like the, yeah. and the pressure to do the project is also there yeah like the looking at the tin and going oh yeah i've got that huge art project that i need to visualize i forgot to do. make my tea quote right. quilt yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> just kidding it reminds me of the the cartoon of the the, the uh, builder who's he's got like eight a third built houses so right. it's like eight half built houses and he's just working on one and none of them are none usable, of them are done. but you know, I, I have to constantly think of that because I'm definitely inclined mm-hmm. to start a new shiny project. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. See the jar right there. Yes. Do you know about the random question? I do. Jar? Do you want to? I'm grab a little a nervous about it actually. Really? Yeah. I don't know how I'm going to be on the spot we, here. We give you but time. This to isn't do a live it. episode though, so okay. we can edit it if you screw it up. Okay. Yeah. And you get plenty of time. Do to I think get to just pull one? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Can I sort of not look? Mm-hmm. Okay. Don't be afraid. I mean, you get no time to think about your answer, and you have to answer yeah, this right away, audience. Boop, 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 boop. All right, let's see. Let's see how we did. Um, oh, man. Oh. Oh. Well, this is... Uh, what is the best... What is the best city you've traveled to specifically for business? That is a good question for mm-hmm. you, because mm-hmm. you've pulled travel back into your life as part of this project. I have. The random questions jar is kind of magical. And it now is that, very magical. And now that Break the Twitch is your business. Right. I mean, it could be any place that you've gone to and thought about minimalism. Wow. That opens the doors <laughs> significantly. I will say, having worked for a local nonprofit for the latter years of my professional life, mm-hmm. uh, I didn't do a lot of business travel in terms of, of that, but um, I did Last year, I, I, I had this goal of flying 12 times, mm. so once a month, mm-hmm. just to try to make it happen because I felt like I had to embrace this change mm-hmm. of not buying stuff and just going and doing stuff. Cool. And so, I mean, I've, okay, so I went to Honduras last year mm-hmm. and shot video and photos at an orphanage there. Cool. And I say this only because, um, I had the chance to go. It was actually with Joshua Becker um, cool. for his nonprofit that he started called The Hope Effect. Mm-hmm. And so we were, he was going down to learn about the, how this orphanage worked mm-hmm. because it had this great family model and stuff. And I went down and just got to basically hang out with, with kids and take pictures and video and kind of get the, the picture of how that was so that he could use that media to launch his nonprofit, which he gave his whole book deal to to build a a house it was awesome wow so out of all the trips a lot of them were silly like let's go to la and just 
stay with my friend for a few days and mm-hmm. that was fun. But out of all of them, that was definitely the most impactful. The most impactful. I mm-hmm. cried a lot and like mm-hmm. it really changed. This really dug in. If you can imagine minimalism being like, okay, I can spend a hundred dollars on this ridiculous thing or I can have a school uniform for this kid that mm. I met mm-hmm. all year. That's awesome. Right? Talk about a, a perspective shift. So yeah. that was just like a mm-hmm. mind-blowing kind of shift. Yeah, for me. So that was definitely cool. the most... I bent your card. Oh, no. No, no it's, it's your not card. usable. Can't oh, go really? back in the jar. Yep. Okay. We minimize them afterwards. Only. I like that. It's mm-hmm. turn can, and burn. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We recycle them. All right. Well, this is awesome. Thank you for talking to us yeah. today. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, we'll... Uh, have our listeners go watch your weekly videos on Break the Twitch. Thank you. Cool. Awesome. All right. Thanks. Get us out of here, Josh. Thanks again for listening, humans. As always, you can find us on Twitter at ProHumans, on our Facebook page, ProHumans Podcast, on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash ProHumans, or go the easy route and log on to ProHumans.com where you can find all that stuff and more. This is Danger wishing you a professional week. <laughs>